Welcome to the Kawita Assembly Youth Podcast. Our goal is to equip you to take on the most revolutionary mission known to man. We hope these messages encourage you and strengthen your walk with Jesus. Please like, share, and subscribe. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. And now here's your host, Matt Bruner. Hey, what's up, students? It is episode two of 10-Minute Theology. The question that we are answering today is a question that you guys requested, and that is, is sex before marriage bad? And so we're going to answer that question. We're going to look at what the Bible has to say about sex before marriage. We're going to answer the question of why would God even care what I do with my body? And then how far is too far? All these questions answered and more on Queen Assembly Youth 10-Minute Theology. So, whenever we're looking at the Bible, there's no actual Hebrew or Greek word for sex before marriage. And so, but the Bible is very clear, and it very clearly condemns uh, things like adultery and sexual immorality. So the question that we should be asking is, is sex before marriage, even though it's not specifically mentioned in the Bible with those words, is that considered sexual immorality? And whenever we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, the answer to that is yes. Sex before marriage would be considered sexual immorality. So 1 Corinthians 7, uh, it says, But because sexual immorality is so common with you guys, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife, and each woman should have sexual relations with her own husband. So this verse, uh, in the context of what Paul is talking about, he is addressing a specific problem to a specific church, but the principles that Paul is talking about applies to all Christians for all time. And that principle is that these, these people, they had so much um, passion that they were not controlling themselves. And so since they couldn't control themselves, they were having sex outside of marriage in very dangerous ways. And so he's saying that you guys should probably just get married so that you can control your, your passions in that way. Um, so you can fulfill them in the confines of marriage, the way that God designs it. And so Paul, he's explaining the sex before marriage. It is included in what the Bible describes as sexual immorality. And so that's, that word sexual immorality in English, it's translated from the Greek word porneia. And of course, porneia kind of sounds familiar, and that's because that is where we get our English word pornography. So of course, uh, whenever you're talking about sexual immorality, it includes sex before marriage. It even includes uh, things like pornography. Even though they don't have phones or iPads or computers, it still includes pornography. Any type of sexual immorality is what the Bible will describe in there. So let's look at what the Bible has to say about uh, sexual immorality, and then we'll talk about why would God even care and how far is too far. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul says, flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits, it's outside of his body. But the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. And then in Galatians chapter 5, in contrasting uh, how Christians are supposed to live in the Spirit, um, Paul writes this about living in the flesh. He says, Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, 
And then he lists a whole nother, uh, whole, whole long list of other sins. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar to all those things. So basically everything. He says, I'm writing you, I'm warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a very big uh, warning. And of course, we said that the kingdom of God, we talked about this last week, is, the, is heaven. It's, what, it's the afterlife. It's where we go whenever we die. And the first three things that Paul talks about, the first things that list, it includes sexual sins. And he, he's saying that that is such a big deal to God that whenever we commit those sins, we are in danger of not making heaven our home when we die, but instead spending eternity in hell. That's how big of a deal this is to God. And then Ephesians chapter 5, Paul again, he writes, Therefore, be imitators of God, as dearly loved children, and walk in love, as Christ also loved us and gave himself up for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. Then he says, But sexual immorality and any impurity or greed should not be heard of among you, as is proper for saints. He says, there should, as Christians, you guys should have no uh, rumor of any sexual immorality around you because that is not being an imitator of God. Colossians 3, chapter 5, he says, therefore, put to death. And that is a very strong word in the Greek. Put to death. It's not just throwing away. It's not just putting them in the trash. It is murdering. Is, that's what that is entailing. Put to death. It's what you would uh, do to an enemy in war. It says, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature. Whenever Paul is using that word, it, it means this is not something to take lightly. This is something that either you kill, something you put to death, or it's gonna end up putting you to death. You get rid of it, or it's gonna get rid of you, and you're not gonna have any chance in the kingdom of God. So he says, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, which is sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Then he warns us, because of these things, God's wrath is coming on the disobedient. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 says, But this is God's will, your sanctification, that you keep away from sexual immorality, that each of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not with lustful compassions like Gentiles who don't know God. He says, Do you know those who have sex before marriage? It's people who don't even know God. They don't know what God brings to the table, and so they only know how to do all those things. So the question is, why would God even care if you have sex? What's the big deal? We're not hurting anybody. We're not bothering God. Why does it matter if we have uh, a sex before marriage? Especially, why does it matter if I know I'm gonna marry this person? The reason is because God, or the reason why God would care it's not like he's in heaven and he doesn't want us to have any fun. So the second that we try to have anything that has to do with fun, it's not like God is wanting us to go down that road so he can get mad at us and punish us. God does not want to get mad at us. God does not want to punish us. He's not up there waiting to hit a button to smite us every time we do something wrong. God is not anti-fun. Instead, God loves us and he cares for us and he wants the best for us. And so sometimes whenever we're looking 
for that sex before marriage. We're looking for an intimacy that we can only find in marriage and in our relationship with God. And so if we're not in marriage and we're not finding that intimacy with God, we're only finding something that's false, something that's temporary. And that's not what God wants for us. Also, sex outside of the confines of marriage, outside of the way that God designed it, it can be dangerous. Think about it like a fire in a fireplace. Whenever a fire is in its fireplace, it's, very, um, it's a very good thing. Like you can go, you, it's very warm, it's comforting. Um, everyone gathers around it, it's a good thing. You can even cook with it, you can roast marshmallows with it. But as soon as the fire gets out of the fireplace, let's say a spark comes out, it gets on the, the, the carpet. As soon as fire gets out, it destroys everything it touches. It's dangerous, it, it, it has no boundaries, it has no limits. It feeds on itself and it keeps growing and destroying and it gets very dangerous. Fire inside of our fireplace, it's good. Fire outside of its fireplace, it destroys everything it touches. In the same way with sex, uh, God designed it to be good, but as soon as it gets out of the confines, the way that the boundaries that God set it in, it can be dangerous and it destroys. Of course, there's things like STDs, there's things like un unplanned pregnancies, but also anytime we commit sexual sin, we are leaving a little bit of ourselves behind. We're leaving a part of our heart behind. And God, uh, whenever he, we get married, God does not want us to leave any part of ourselves behind. Instead, he wants us to be able to give our whole self to our spouse, our whole heart to our spouse. A lot of times God designed marriage to, uh, to look like our relationship um, between the church and Jesus. Uh, a lot of times he says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, who gave himself up for the church. So we are not only supposed, or we're supposed to love our spouse with our whole heart, and we can't do that if we leave any part of ourselves behind. So we're supposed to love ourselves with our whole heart, and that includes our whole body. And, and so it becomes something special that you guys both get to enjoy at the same time together. God, he, like a loving father, he knows how dangerous these things are and he only wants the best for us and he wants to keep us away from those dangers so that we can have the best marriage and the best life possible. Okay, so now you might be convinced that, that sex before marriage or, or crossing that line, it might be bad. It might be something to avoid. But your next question is, okay, how far is too far? Maybe your line is, okay, we won't, no, we're not gonna have sex because of course, that's, that's something bad. We don't want to get pregnant. We don't wanna cross any of those lines. But how far is too far? I think if you're asking that question, you are already too close and you either probably already crossed that line. Because the Bible, it does not tell us to, to not cross a line. There's not a distinct line in the Bible of this is sin and this is not sin. Instead, it all comes down to the heart. Where is your heart? Where is your motivation? What is your desire? Whenever we start getting down to do's and don'ts, we start falling into legalism. And God, he does not want us just to do and, don't, and not do things. Instead, he wants our whole heart. He wants a whole affection. And so if we're asking ourselves, where is that line? Then we're trying to get as close to that line as possible without crossing it. And we are already in the danger of sin. And so the Bible says, don't not cross the line. Instead, flee from sin. Don't try to get as close to sin as possible because as soon as you do that sin, it's sneaky. It's gonna catch you and you're gonna be falling into sin. Instead, run as far away from it as possible. 
that first verse we said, it said, flee from sexual immorality. Don't get close. Don't try to uh, get as close as possible. Instead, flee from sexual immorality. Run from sin. The Bible says it over and over again. And, and so it's not just trying to get close. It's running as far away from sin and as close to God as possible. As Christians, that is our goal. It's not just to be a Christian so that we can get into heaven. Instead, it's a, it's a constant pursuit of trying to find more God, to know God more, the desire to be with God more. That's what we were created for, is to be in God's presence. I heard a quote yesterday that we were created for God's presence just like a fish is created for water. And so that is what our heart should always be desiring, is to be closer to God. Anything less, it's a, um, it's a counterfeit. Especially whenever we're trying to look for something that fulfills us, like sex outside of marriage. It's a counterfeit. And so whenever you're running, whenever you're fleeing from sin, pursue God. That is the only way we're going to stand up to sin and temptation because it's going to be a real temptation. It's going to be a real um, desire in your hearts. But just know that God loves you and he puts those boundaries up not to keep you from having fun, but to protect you because he loves you and he only wants you to pursue him with everything you have. And whenever you get married, he wants you to have your whole heart to give to your spouse. I hope you guys found this helpful. If you guys have any other questions, any other suggestions for 10-Minute Theology, shoot them my way. Uh, text me, DM me, whatever it takes because I want to answer the questions that are on your guys' mind. Again, I love you guys. I can't wait to see you guys soon.